Let's pray together. Father, thank you once again for your word. Thank you so much that you choose to speak to us. Please bless this time now and uh, accompany the preaching of your gospel with the power of your spirit. And may we see Jesus clearly this afternoon. We ask it in his name. Amen. So we're continuing to unpack our vision statement together this afternoon as we think about who we are becoming as Trinity Church. What do we hope our future will look like? As we launch, what are we aiming to be? Our vision statement says, hopefully you know it well by now, we want to be a gospel community for North Manchester that gives, grows and partners for God's glory. And today we're thinking about the phrase for North Manchester. We want to become a church for North Manchester. We're we're eventually going to be based at Prestwich Arts College once the restrictions have lifted. But we're not just a church for Prestwich. We have a vision to be a hub church that reaches and serves Whitefield, Blakely, Crumpsall, Swinton, Pendlebury, Worsley, Bury, Cheatham Hill and beyond. We're not just for Prestwich. We're for North Manchester. We already have people living in so many of these communities and we want to make an impact for Jesus across the northern belt of our city. Now, let me ask you a question. How should the church, Trinity Church or any church for that matter, relate to the community and the culture around it? How should we engage with the city we live in and the people we live amongst? It's an important question for us to ask together, and there are lots of different ways to answer it. But if we are to serve North Manchester together, then we need to be on the same page. And to help us do that today, I want to use Jeremiah 29 as our framework. You see, at the time this was written two and a half thousand years ago, many of the people of Israel had been captured and carried off into exile by the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar. In 586 BC, Jerusalem, their capital city, had been attacked and destroyed. It was one of the most devastating events in the history of the Jewish nation. And the Jews arrived in Babylon faced with a question that they'd never had to consider before. How should they relate to the city they lived in? How should they interact with the people around them who worshipped different gods and held radically different values to themselves? And they were presented with two very different answers to that question. First, uh, the Babylonians expected them to conform, to assimilate to the Babylonian culture. They thought that after a while of living in Babylon, the Jews would lose their spiritual identity. They would become just like the Babylonians and there would cease to be any meaningful difference between the two communities. And so they gave the exiles different names, they fed them different food, they taught them a different language, they expected them to worship different gods. And in such an environment, it would have been really difficult for the exiles far from home, who saw the power and beauty and strength of the Babylonian Empire, to remain distinct and different to those around them and not to conform. And so in light of this... Some advocated a second, very different way of relating to the city. Uh, Jews like Hananiah in chapter 28 and Shemaiah later in chapter 29, who are just, they're described as false prophets uh, by Jeremiah. So they're not necessarily people we want to pay much attention to. Uh, They told the Jewish people to withdraw from Babylon. They said that God was about to rescue them from Babylon and return them to Jerusalem. Uh, 
they said that there was no way that God was going to let his people be assimilated by their great enemy. And so the people needed to keep themselves to themselves, disengage with the city, to wait for God to rescue them from the idolatrous Babylonians. Now, let me suggest to you that actually many Christians and many churches over the years have basically taken one of these two approaches to engaging with the world around them. Sadly, many over the years have assimilated. Often, it starts out with the right idea to pursue cultural relevance and to engage with the city around them. But as they've done that, churches have conformed to the culture around them and lost any sense of distinctiveness and difference. And eventually, those churches cease to be the church altogether. That is such a common story throughout church history. Essentially, Babylon proves too alluring and the church loses its distinctive identity. We continue to see that today with many churches conforming to what the prevailing culture is saying on a whole variety of issues rather than staying faithful to the message of the Bible. But on the other hand, many Christians are just scared of being assimilated, terrified in fact. They fear the power of Babylon and so they withdraw. It's the monastic approach. We must protect the purity and the distinctiveness of the church at all costs. So we must separate from the world around us. We can't risk engaging with people. And the best proponents of this approach, those who are worth listening to, would say it's only when the church is radically different that the world around us can see what our God is like. So let's separate ourselves from the world and build a radical counterculture that honours God and safeguards our spiritual identity and distinctiveness. The argument is essentially that in order for us to be for North Manchester, we must separate from North Manchester. And in case you think that this idea died with monasticism, one of the biggest selling Christian books of recent years is entitled The Benedict Option. It's by a guy called Rob Dreyer, and it advocates this exact approach. Well, what does God say about how we relate to the city? What message does he give to the Jews through the prophet Jeremiah? And what does he say to us today about what it means to be for North Manchester? Well, let's read together from verse 24 of Jeremiah chapter 29. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. What I think we have here is a radical biblical vision of how to relate to the non-Christian world around us by being fully engaged with our community, whilst at the same time preserving our distinctive spiritual identity. How can we be how can we truly become a church that is for North Manchester? Well, let me suggest three ways that I think we see this in the text. And the first is to put down roots. Put down roots. 
Han and I moved to America in 2016, and uh, for the first year that we lived there, it was tough. We're extroverts, we love building deep, honest relationships with people, we love investing in people's lives. But during that first year, we found it hard to make deep friendships with many of the people we were meeting. And as we reflected on this, we realised that one of the reasons we were finding it hard was that we knew we weren't always going to be there. We moved to the States so that I could study for my master's and then return to uh, serve the church in the UK. And so we knew that at most we'd be there for three years and then we'd leave and not see many of the people uh, that we were hanging out with again. And we realised that although we, we loved living in America, we weren't putting down roots. We weren't committing to the community. We weren't for these people in a way that we normally would be. Let me suggest to you that God is calling us, if we truly want to be a church for North Manchester, to put down deep roots into the communities we live in. Really seriously commit to these people and these places. Look at what he says to the exiles in Babylon. Build, settle, plant, harvest, marry, give in marriage, increase, multiply. This is a command to invest in the city they find themselves in, not to withdraw like the false prophets were telling them. Until we make North Manchester our community, until we feel like these are our people, then we will not care about these people like we ought to. We won't have a passion for the area. We won't be committed to seeing the local schools improve. Uh, the potholes in the roads get filled in. We won't care about the poor standard of housing, uh, the levels of crime in our communities. We won't get involved in community groups and projects because these won't be our people. This won't be our area. We won't love North Manchester until we put down roots and make it our home. Now, this was hard for the Jews to hear. They were living in a foreign land amongst their enemies. This wasn't Jerusalem. This wasn't a place they loved. They were far from the temple and the comforts of home. And when we live in a culture that is not shaped by the gospel, as almost all Christians throughout the ages have done, we will never and should never truly feel like we are home. Our discomfort with the values and worldview of those around us should constantly remind us that we are a people that belong to a different kingdom and are journeying to a better home. But our God calls us, whilst we wait, to put down roots, to commit to North Manchester. Not least because, and this is where the Jews were so mistaken, God is not just the God of Jerusalem. Jesus is Lord of all. So we should long to see his name honoured in every area of his dominion and most particularly the area in which we live. Because notice this, God was the one who placed them in Babylon. He says in verses 4 and 7, I carried you into exile. We're not in exile in North Manchester, but where we live is no accident. We might say, and it's true, we planted Trinity Church together into North Manchester but it's equally true to say God planted Trinity Church into North Manchester. He has placed us here to become a church for North Manchester. But to do that, we must put down roots. 
Be intentional about joining community groups. Shop locally. Connect with people at the gym and in the bars and the coffee shops. Make, uh, maybe becoming, become a school governor. Build, settle, plant, harvest. Make this community our community. It's why we're partnering with Prestwich Arts College uh, in their food bank. And thanks to all of you who have uh, donated so generously. We're going to be doing our first delivery uh, tomorrow at, at the school. We want to put down roots and invest in this community so that we can truly say Trinity Church is for North Manchester. This is our community. We belong here. Now, that's all well and good, but, but what about the great danger of assimilation? If we put down our roots, don't we risk losing our distinctiveness? Well, here's our second point. As we put down our roots, we must seek gospel-centred shalom. Now, what on earth does that mean? Well, most of you know that we have two wonderful and very excitable little boys. They are amazing. I love them very much. Jack and Owen, if you are watching this right now, hello. And it's fair to say that life for Han and I is often very busy, and sometimes we find ourselves talking about what it was like before we had kids. Not, not often, just maybe, you know, once or twice a day. And we sometimes just reminisce about Saturday mornings. Ah, Saturday mornings before kids. We would wake up sometimes 10, 10.30, glorious, wander over to the local shop to get some fresh coffee and croissants, come back home and just and just sit in our flat with the, the French windows open, the sun streaming in. Maybe we'd cook some bacon and eggs, put Saturday morning TV on. All was right with the world. And that feeling of, of peace, wholeness, contentment, that is the best way I can describe to you this afternoon the meaning of the Hebrew word shalom. It's, it's the word that is translated peace and prosperity here in verse 7. And it, it, it means, it carries with it the meaning of harmonious peace. And it encompasses peace with God, peace with others, and peace within ourselves. Shalom is what it is like when everything is right in the world. Now, so often our world and our communities are characterised by conflict or struggle as we labour together to try and find shalom, that peace that we're seeking for. And many people, ourselves included, find internally that we are constantly in turmoil. You will know well, I'm sure, anxiety, frustration, anger, pain. More often than not, these, these characterise who we are rather than peace. You see, we know shalom when we see it, when we experience it, but it's fleeting. All too quickly, it's gone. We can't seem to grasp it. And the world constantly wars to regain a peace that we sense that we've lost. And God says to his people in verse 7, Seek the shalom, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you. If we are to be for North Manchester, we must seek the peace and prosperity, the shalom of North Manchester. We want to see people in North Manchester experience that all-encompassing peace. Peace with God, peace with one another, and peace within themselves. 
But, and here's the key point that has tripped so many Christians up in the past. If we think that we are the ones who will bring shalom to North Manchester, we are sadly mistaken. If we believe that we will take a, that, if we believe that, we will take that burden upon ourselves and it will crush us. Do we honestly believe that we can bring shalom, harmony, peace to the hundreds of thousands of people who live in the communities that our church serves? As a gospel community, a good news community, we have to do better than to say to people, hey guys, good news, Trinity Church is here. That's terrible news if that's all we have to say, because we're just as screwed up as everyone else. No, we have to seek gospel-centered shalom for North Manchester, a peace that comes only in and through relationship with Jesus himself. The gospel is the story of how we lost the peace that we had with God through our own rejection of him and how Jesus comes to restore that peace by healing our relationship with God. At the cross, as our sins are forgiven, our peace with God is restored. And as we begin to experience by the Holy Spirit at work within us what peace with God truly is, as we cease to to try and fix our own lives and receive the gift of true life through faith in Jesus' work on our behalf, God begins to fix us. He restores inner shalom. Some of you know what that's like. You've lived it. You know how Jesus has begun to bring wholeness and calm where previously conflict raged. Past hurts have begun to heal. Addictions have been broken. The constant striving for acceptance has been replaced by deep peace because you're accepted by God. Guilt has been replaced with the joy of justification by faith in Christ alone. And as Jesus changes us, we then begin to relate to others in a way that is characterised by Shalom too. We are able to show grace to those who have offended us. We are kind to those who don't deserve it. We are courageous where previously we would have been afraid. Why? Because we have received peace from God. And people who live by the power of the Spirit bring peace to the communities they live in. Trinity Church Listen to this. North Manchester doesn't need us. It needs Jesus and the peace and healing that only he brings, which is why we are a gospel community for North Manchester. We seek the peace and prosperity of the city by living and speaking for Jesus and calling people to trust in him. Church communities that embrace their wider community and live by the power of the Spirit, have a profound impact. The peace we have received is experienced by others through us as we love and serve and sacrifice for those around us. They begin to experience his peace through us, imperfectly of course. We await Jesus' return, knowing that only then will North Manchester be finally filled with peace and prosperity. But until that time... Until Christ returns, we pursue peace and prosperity in the lives of those around us as a sign of what Jesus has done and will do. We talked last week about experiencing the power of God amongst us as a gospel community. This is one way we do that. 
We ask God to make us a people of peace and, and to empower us to see peace ripple out from our community into the lives of others. If we get that balance right, putting down roots actually makes us more distinctive, more holy, because we are motivated to see God, to seek God for his help, to see gospel-centered shalom come as people trust in Jesus and experience his power to transform them. Which leads us to our final point. To become a church that is for North Manchester, we must pray to the Lord for it. God has placed us here. God calls us to seek the peace and prosperity of the city, but only God can bring that peace to us and through us. Jesus is the saviour of the world, which is why God says to the exiles in Babylon two and a half thousand years ago and to us today, pray to the Lord for the city, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Let me be honest with you guys. When I look at my life and what I pray for, I'm not sure I pray much at all about North Manchester. I pray a lot about me. I ask God to help me, to make me more like Jesus, to empower me to serve our church. I, I, I pray for Trinity Church. I ask him to establish us and to use us. I pray for each of you and your families. And uh, every, every month, one of our elders meetings is given over to just praying for all of the members of Trinity Church. But I don't pray for North Manchester like I think God is telling me that I should. And that convicts me. And I know I need to change. But here's the thing. In my experience, prayer is usually motivated by two things. We pray for what we love and we pray when we feel our need. If we put down roots in North Manchester and begin to really know and understand the needs of the people in our community for gospel-centred shalom, we will start to love North Manchester. And when that happens we'll start to recognise that only God can bring the help, the harmony and the healing that our city needs. And so we'll pray. We'll pray without ceasing. And when we do that, well, then we'll be well on the way to becoming a gospel community for North Manchester that gives, grows and partners for the glory of God. So why don't we listen to what God is saying to us and do it together now. Why don't we pray to close our time? Let's, let's pray. Father, help us to be a people who do not conform to the community around us, nor withdraw, but who engage in a way that is for North Manchester, Help us to seek gospel-centred shalom. And Lord, help us to pray for our community. We ask that we would have much to celebrate in the coming years as people put their trust in Jesus and discover the wholeness that is brought in relationship with you the healing and the grace that flows into our relationships with one another and the restoration that happens internally as we discover the ability to be at peace 
and to be made whole once again. Thank you that you're a God who offers us that through the work of Christ. Jesus, thank you that you went to the cross and you rose again so that we might experience peace with you. Spirit, help us to be a church that holds out this good news, this gospel, to as many people who will listen and use us to bring people into a relationship with yourself. We, we ask it in your name. Amen.